0: Unpleasant facts, inconvenient truths, difficult decisions. People, understand we are in tough times. Welcome to Tough Times with Lou Young. I'm Lou Young, and this is WRCR, and we are talking about the climate. We're talking about the changing planet. We're talking about the changes that are happening in our society. And get this here, all right? Someday we'll remember a time when we used to pour explosive liquid into a machine and set it on fire in order to create locomotion. That's going to seem so bizarre, but they say in the next eight years, half of all new cars uh, won't be doing that. They'll be electric. With me is Catherine Parker.
1: Hey Lou, how are you? Yeah,
0: coming, come in. in. She she glided over the bridge in her Chevy (laughs) Volt to to join us uh, today, and uh, that that's a quiet car.
1: It is a very quiet car. I love my car, by the way. It is just so smooth and very quiet, which makes actually a new uh, a, a new. Um, issue for pedestrians yes you know they can be walking along not hearing the car not looking both ways and you know
0: there you, know, you go have well, to be a
1: little bit more aware <laughs> uh,
0: vision less than zero there yes. you go so um Catherine parker is a uh, legislator in westchester county uh, you big environmentalists i mean she lit the fire in in, in this in this heart over the environment and uh, and you uh, have a number of committees and stuff like that. Tell yeah. us, give us the CV.
1: Sure, um, and and yes, going back to a couple of years ago when uh, I ran for Congress and, and making climate change sort of the centerpiece of that campaign. Um, we You heard a lot about yeah. uh, the work that I've done. So I've been a county legislator for the last eight years actually in my ninth year and um, before that I was on the Rye City Council and really right from the beginning of my public service I've always been very focused on the environment my my husband's a massage therapist I was a small business Mm -hmm. owner and I have two kids and I always said to them you know my legacy I hope as an elected official will be leaving a better environment and so that's really been something that I've really worked long and hard on at the county one of the pieces of legislation that I sponsored and was uh, the author of was to create a position for an energy director for Westchester County. And then was uh, part of that, they oversee the Office of Sustainability. That's great. That,
0: that's Peter McGard. We've had him yep. on. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and we'll, maybe we'll talk to him a little bit later. In any event, this show is about uh, cars and uh, the, the, our love affair with them. We all love our cars. I got – I don't – mine is still –
1: I can only imagine.
0: Lou. Mine is still <laughs> drinking a lot, but I love it. I, you know, it's a big eight-cylinder, <laughs> and it's going to be the last one, uh, the last internal combustion engine. I think I own. I, I, I believe that. But uh, yeah, let's remember how much we love cars. Here's Gary Newman. <laughs> See that being an electric car, can't you? There he goes, Gary Newman, down the road, just gliding away. We're going to hear again from uh, Gary in a moment. Uh, he has uh, a lot more recent music about uh, climate change and uh, the coming uh, climate apocalypse and uh, the uh, things that could or could not happen. And let's hope they don't. Um, we're going to take a walk now over to the big machine and. Uh, See if we can get the door open. Again. Yeah, that's. uh... Oh God, we gotta get some oil on this thing. WD-40 or something. In any event, I'm looking at the dials. They're all red uh, all over the place. We got methane uh, overloads uh, coming out uh, the Appalachians coal mines. We got uh, pipeline leakage. We've got a giant landfill in Bangladesh. All right, I mean everything we do seems to upset the planet in some way. Uh, and uh, all right, here's a. Uh, Here's a big picture look uh, about how we can maybe get ready ready for this. Uh, Matt Rayburn, a uh, climate guy from Down Under,
2: Fires in Australia have been a big one lately, drought, those kinds of things. How does that start to impact you financially? And then what are you doing to address those risks? How are you mitigating the risks? Are you setting aside reserves or do you have sufficient insurance? Are you taking actions to ensure that your operations aren't any more disrupted than they otherwise would be? And COVID-19 gave us a very good preview of what's coming with climate change because it is going to be that, that massive disruption.
0: And- COVID-19 was just a preview. How about that? Uh, yeah, you know, um, and uh, as I said, Gary Newman uh, with his uh, album Intruder, uh, Songs of a Broken World, talks about uh, the point of view of the earth looking back at us, and uh, this one is called Saints and Liars. Yeah, uh, Gary Newman. I, you can tell we had to, we started out with cars and then we went to Saints and Liars. And I, I think his mood has darkened over the decades, don't you think?
1: I, I do, but I really like it. You know, I could kind of get into that headbanging sort head, of... The head, uh, oh, there, there's
0: some stuff there that makes you, uh, you know, I don't know, makes you look for the Xanax. Uh, in any event, we're talking about um, uh, electric uh, cars, EVs, uh, cars that don't use gasoline. And um Catherine, you, you own one?
1: I do, yeah. So the beauty of these is um in our area, a lot of us uh get our energy from renewable energy. Mm-hmm. So the electricity is even a clean source of energy, which yes. is great.
0: Hydropower mostly, right? Yeah, in yeah. New York
1: State we're mostly hydropower. Yeah. Uh so that's a that's a great thing. And then um on the other hand, the, the other benefit to electric vehicles for the for the, the owner of the car is you have so few parts compared to an internal combustion engine. One-third
0: the number of parts. Oh,
1: I think parts. it's even smaller than that. Really? It's really, really uh, a minute number, so that you, the maintenance on them is, you know, you, there's almost nothing.
0: Got no head gasket?
1: It, it's ridiculous. Got yeah, no rocker arms?
0: Got no manifold?
1: Exactly. So you, So the, <laughs> the car's... Um, can you know go they think that electric vehicles it is not a big deal for them to be on the road uh, and have 500,000 miles with virtually you know uh, nothing um, that needs to really be done so that's a that's a real benefit for the 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 car owner and something that I can say uh, you know I've had an electric car since 2015 and they're they're great
0: uh, we uh, Our call-in number is 845-429-1700. Uh, we're speaking with Catherine Parker, Westchester County legislator and, um, I would say, environmental activist, yes? Sure, yeah,
1: I've done, you know, a number of things over the years that would probably qualify me for that term.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're talking uh, electric cars. Now, The um, we had um, George uh, Homan uh, from uh, the um, uh, Clarkstown. Uh, Clarkston, uh, yeah, yeah, the other day, uh, on, uh, and he says they're they're setting up uh, um, EV charging stations in Clarkstown as well. I know uh, that's happening um, in Westchester.
1: We're doing a, a ton with electric charging stations, but you
0: have to have a good grid access for that because uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna quick charge a car, that's a lot of juice.
1: Yeah, it is. Um we've been working with uh... the new york power authority mm-hmm. on uh... partnering to put in those electric uh... vehicle charging stations at our municipal lots in in westchester we've also incorporated language into our agreements um, when somebody comes to the county for money if they're doing say an affordable housing complex or there's going to you know they want to come to the county for some Uh, economic development dollars Mm -hmm. we have it written in where they're also including electric charging stations too. I had
0: um, uh, in the apartment building that uh, I currently live in. uh, in the garage there there was a guy who had a an EV, but he had to go somewhere else to charge it. So it'd be nice if I could plug it in at night, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and the network in Westchester is growing, uh, thanks again to the work that Peter McCart has been doing, and that's something he's really been shepherding through, and then uh, I think nationwide, uh, we are seeing that the federal government is really trying to encourage that pathway uh, for uh, uh, electric vehicles, and there are they've put in some really good incentives um across the country for municipalities to look at you know if they have a major highway that's running through their town or county to look at putting in electric vehicle charging stations along that the main uh, inter interstate, as opposed to just looking in a parking lot.
0: Right. I, I noticed the first place I ever saw them. Uh, you know, you, you, you've 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 been up on the on the throughway headed up Connecticut way. You ever done that, uh, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. And and you you go into the rest stop. And there's there they are. and yeah. it was the first time I'd ever seen them. and that was a few years ago. yeah, yeah.
1: and New York, I think has been ahead of the curve on that for a while. Um, we're we're definitely I think our governor Governor Hokel's been really great at uh, ensuring that we're we're continuing to to put in new EV charging stations. and uh, yeah.
0: And this is – and although although this is a bipartisan thing, this is not – I it, agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah I is, think at,
1: at this point in time in our, in our area, yeah, I think everybody is pretty much on the same page that this is the future. Though I will say, you know, going back to 2015
3: – Okay, let's let, – no, 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 before we go any further, <laughs> Kevin, what are the banned words – well, let's see. We have liberal, we have conservative, we have Democrat, we have Republican.
0: Those are the four things you can't say, so you just find another I way to say it. I have no
1: problem with that at okay. all. Okay, right,
0: there you go. <laughs>
1: so in 2015, I was working on uh, legislation for Westchester, besides the mm-hmm. creation of an energy director, but around uh, encouraging electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say one of my colleagues who I had a great working relationship with, you know, we sat on different sides of the aisle, need I say more? Mm-hmm. And he thought electric vehicles were a fad and had no problem saying that in our work sessions. Yeah. But, you know, I think that was 2015. We're in 2022. I think most people recognize that the future's
0: here. You know, and, and i got to tell you, I, I was dubious uh, about a lot of aspects of it. Um, later later on, we're going to be calling a friend of mine who, who, who got one. And uh, he just cannot stop talking about it. It's so annoying. <laughs> and uh, you know, he says, "I don't." Like he says, "No head gasket, no rocker arm, no fluids, no you yeah. know, no transmission." No, I mean, I'm. Mean, he goes on and on. He's got none of that. Yeah. You know. Um, now there's downsides too, and we, we can we can uh, get to that in a minute. But I think it's I think it's time to take a quick break and uh, and. Uh, you know, slow things down a little bit, you know? I mean, you can't live life in a fast lane. It's great music that doesn't get in the way of your work. AM 1700, WRCR, and WRCR.com.
3: Weather. For today, cloudy then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 55 degrees. Now, it'll be gusty with gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. For tonight, a 40% chance of snow after 1 a.m., otherwise increasing clouds with a low around 25. For Sunday, a 40% chance of snow mainly before 1 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 32. For Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 25. For Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 34 degrees. And for Wednesday, partly sunny, with a high near 43 degrees. That's the weather forecast. For WRCR, I'm Kevin Thomas.
4: Up to the minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night when you want the weather, check our website at wrcr.com. And the current temperature is 55.
0: Welcome back, Tough Times with Lou Young. We're talking about EVs, and this will not be the last time we talk about it. EVs meaning electronic vehicles, electric cars. Remember they promised us flying cars when yeah. we were young?
1: Jetsons. You know, I, I yeah. grew up believing that was the future for uh, us. You know,
0: and, <laughs> and now they're electric, and, and they say they're going to drive themselves, which I think, I really think that's going to happen a lot because um, it makes too much sense to, you know,
1: well, to be honest, so my daughter is 21 years old, and yes. she just got her driver's license a few months ago. This is a girl who, um, not like your typical young person, yeah. is very cautious. Yeah. And, and you know, there's an inherent danger in overly cautious drivers as well, right? Yes, People yes. that go too slow and everything else. So I am all for her being in, uh, you know, having all of that done
0: for her <laughs> we're speaking to Catherine parker westchester county legislator and uh, environmentalist and uh evie enthusiast uh, we're going to be talking to she's connected us with with a guy coming up and you're going to love this guy uh jesse glickenhaus
1: jesse is so fantastic he's he's been on the forefront of uh you know he teaches climate change or has taught at nyu he is really on the forefront of what's happening and he's chosen for his he he actually now is managing director of scuderia cameron glickenhaus uh, a very very
0: um special It's piece. a car company
1: it, bespoke car company it it's is. a company it's yes. a car
0: company i never heard of makes crazy expensive cars uh, for but
1: crazy beautiful cars, oh, beautiful. too. So, They're amazing. Race cars. They're yep. race
0: cars, and uh, uh, and and he's he's going to enter one in the Baja One Thousand.
1: Yeah, coming up.
0: That's going to run on hydrogen.
1: Uh, yeah, cryogenic hydrogen, and, <laughs> and he's going to explain to us, you know, that there there are benefits in you know when you look at, um, you know, the what you can carry in weight uh, as far as. Um, you know, yeah. the time between fueling and things like that, and how you, you manage that they go much farther than an electric vehicle. So
0: he, he probably has lunch with uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, and, the, and the guy from Virgin Airlines, uh, you know, Branson, right? You can uh, ask him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's got, he, I hope he doesn't have his own spaceship.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think he does. But they also, you, you know, you mentioned racing cars, yes, but they are working on one that is, um, they just got approval for driving on U.S. roads, and it's going to be, you know, yes a little bit more expensive than like the typical Mm -hmm. car but still in our area i wouldn't be surprised if if people end up driving their it's called the boot Mm -hmm. and and driving that on roads in the area and um you know kind of a cool ride you know if you really want something special that might be the answer
0: and you know, I I can see um, I can see self-driving trucks making sense. You mm-hmm. know, big, big uh, tractor trailers are running kind of along an electronic highway on the uh, on the interstate and uh, stopping to, uh, to recharge here and there. And uh, yep. they yep. don't have to go super fast, but they can drive forever. They don't have to stop and rest. Yeah. Which is not great news for truck drivers, but
5: yeah,
0: you know. But anyway, but they w- at least won't stop on the bridge, and uh, block the, <laughs> block the border. So they were. <laughs> Anyway, you you guys must have some opinion about this eight four five four two nine seventeen hundred. I mean, uh, what what do you think? Do you do you think that um, uh, this will happen? Um, do you think there'll be a time when the cars we grew up with will become an anachronism uh, that uh, we'll we'll look at an old uh, uh, internal combustion engine and say, wow, wow. I mean, you would never start out with that. You would never.
1: So, you know what? I I just looked this up this morning. Which country do you think has the most EVs?
0: Um, uh, Bahrain, I don't know. I mean Norway.
1: Norway. And guess how much of the market is EV? How much? 73%.
0: In Norway. In
1: Norway. And you know, if you're interested in what China's doing, China's car market it's about 44% right now. So we're we're a little bit behind when you look at the world. You know we're we're not in the top ten. That's for sure. All right. A lot of the Scandinavian countries are you know well over that that fifty uh, percent marker.
0: All right, but you know I mean the, 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 there there's not a there, there are some downsides to uh, to uh,
1: yeah. EVs. It, depending on where you're getting your electricity from, and then lithium and you know mining and all
0: of that.
3: All right. Hey, Kevin, who's on the phone, man? We have Jerry glickenhouse on
0: the line. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse! <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, let's, let's bring him on because I, I, I'm waiting to hear him. Jesse, you there?
6: Uh, yes, hi, I'm here.
0: Oh, uh, Catherine's here with me.
1: Hey, Jesse, good to see or hear you. <laughs> good to hear you
0: too. Yes, hi. <laughs> so, so fill us in now. Uh, tell us first of all, fill us in on on. Uh, on how certain you are about electric vehicles uh, uh, becoming uh, dominant in the future, and then then take tell, take us into your project here, and uh, that uh, uses a different kind of non fossil fuel, and um, and uh, amaze us, please.
6: Sure, absolutely. Well, um, as we decarbonize the the world and make it more sustainable. Uh, Vehicles cannot be, of course, uh, uh, gasoline and diesel. Uh, There's some effort by some companies to make renewable diesels and biodiesels and things like that. But when you look at the life cycle of those, um, we don't really have enough uh, space to do that in a sustainable way. Um, It may be a little bit of a bridge. Um, So uh, electric vehicles and zero-emissions vehicles – have to be part of the future so that we can um, stabilize the climate.
0: Are you an optimist or a pessimist about it? Because I, I tend to I tend to uh, verge on the apocalyptic when it comes to the climate.
6: It's a funny question. I've been working on climate change for over a decade, and uh, it, it can be a little challenging not to get overwhelmed, but then I see the project that we're working on right now, and I do see hope, and especially when we can have a technology that can scale economically and can scale in a way where it really can be a replacement for a gasoline or diesel pickup truck, uh, that gives me hope that there could be rapid adoption of these technologies.
0: I, um, yeah, I've, I've heard of people, I've talked to people who got their electric car, uh, kept the, uh, the old internal combustion as a backup, because you never know, it's, it's just really a golf cart, right? And then all of a sudden they realize they, they have to start the uh, the uh, other car up once in a while just to keep it from falling into the pavement because they stop using it. Um, uh, th- once you make the comparison, it's hard to go back, isn't it? Well,
6: I think that different types of vehicles depend on the use case, and everything is a trade-off for consumers, for the design and engineering process, and I've been—I have a Tesla Model S as a daily driver. Mm. I have ninety thousand miles on it. It's not the only vehicle we have in our family, and there are times when a gasoline-powered vehicle makes more sense at this point with the recharging infrastructure, the time to recharge, um, and things like that. And the big—the big time when I really see that a battery electric vehicle is not a great replacement for a gasoline vehicle is in the winter when it's cold I live in Connecticut I drive 120 miles a day in the Tesla and when it's below 20 degrees Fahrenheit my range drops
0: 20 30 40 percent depending on the temperature yeah, I've, I've heard that, that I would
1: attest to that too yeah yes yeah. that's very true
0: all right so so there, there's, there's that um, there's the there's the battery fire hazard right
6: um, Potentially, yeah. I heard you know some talk of lithium-ion batteries, and, and uh, um, lithium is uh, has can be a fire hazard for sure. Um, the the batteries burn in a way that seems to be more spectacular than a gasoline yeah than a gasoline vehicle. But lots of work's being made done to make uh, those safe, and there's a lot of other interesting battery technologies. They may be five or six years out from commercial scaling. But that have um, less less uh, ability to burn spontaneously or burn in a way that can't be put out.
0: Let me ask you this, Catherine. Um, uh, You—it's time to refuel, right? Or charge up? Yeah. All right. You got a gas car. You're in and out of here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Not so. Not so with the with the.
1: Not yet. Although here's an interesting business uh, plan. Uh, There are two companies that I know of that are looking at. Scaling up a business where they would change out the battery For an electric vehicle So that would take far less time than um,
0: charging Wow, yes. now would you trust that? I mean, they, they, you're not going to get some, some battery that's going to leave you out in the uh, <laughs> in the desert somewhere You know, you don't know Batteries, you know, yeah. batteries develop memories I mean, they, they uh, you know
1: Yeah, well, it's just another Another option that's you know people are are working on and and looking to see if maybe that's the answer to that question because you're right it does take a lot of time you have to you know be prepared with a cup of coffee <laughs> all
0: right all right all right uh hang on one second here larry Five, four, hey oh okay i'm you're gonna have to call me on a regular line pal all right i don't know what happened there in any event in any event uh Let's talk about your project with the hydrogen cell and the Baja 1000. Sure. So this, this is a project. It, it did not
6: start as a business. It did not start with any sort of market in mind. This was just a fun uh, dream and adventure. And like I said, I've cared about climate change for over a decade. I've worked on it for over a decade and we were racing the Baja 1000 a year ago in an, Gasoline powered vehicle that we built. We raced against the Ford Bronco. And somebody asked the question what would it take to run a zero emissions Baja 1000? So I thought about that question for a while. I did some research. And okay, then. Can you
0: hang on a second? We'll put you on
6: here. And then a, a, a year ago. Um, so then a year ago, Elon Musk tweeted two things. One, he tweeted that uh, fuel cells were hydrogen fuel cells. And two, he tweeted that the Cybertruck suspension would uh, kick butt in the Baja. Those were his words.
3: Whoa, whoa! So,
6: <laughs> so we said, great. You bring a Cybertruck, we'll bring a fuel cell electric boot, and we'll race you. All right. Uh, that's how it started.
0: <laughs> and, and so you're gonna you're gonna take a hydrogen powered SUV into the Baja and and race it.
6: That's right. And All not right. only that we need to develop our whole entire refueling infrastructure because it doesn't exist.
0: Okay, L- listen, we got, uh, we got uh, another caller on the line here. We got Larry Rumble uh, phoning. Larry, you there, buddy?
7: Yes, I'm here.
0: All right, where, where in the world are you? I'm in Switzerland.
7: <laughs> at, my, at my daughter's place.
0: Oh, great, great. Well, you have, um, uh, 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 did you drive there in the uh, Tesla?
7: No, they, they have a Tesla. Well, we've had a Tesla here for a year or so.
0: How do you like it?
7: Oh, it's fantastic. It's amazing.
0: What do you like about it as opposed to the um, other car you got?
7: Well, the car is incredibly simple. And it it has only one-third the moving parts of an internal combustion engine car. And it's more powerful. It handles as well, and it's more powerful. So, you know, you... It's simple. It has it has no motor. It has no you know. There's no oil. There's no gas. There's no muffler. There's no carburetor. There's no nothing. It's, <laughs> that, it's a dream. It's yeah. like the difference between having a flip phone, flip phone, and a smartphone.
0: There you go. All right. That's that. that that's a convert. Uh, Larry, thank you for calling, in, buddy, I appreciate it all the way from Switzerland. Now, talk about international reach of this program. I I, I really uh, I really appreciate it and. Um, and uh, we got Jesse Glickenhaus on the line. He's, uh, he's designed uh, a hydrogen-powered car that's going to race into Baja 1000. So, uh, uh, Larry, wow. say, hi. say hi to Jesse. <laughs> hi,
7: Jesse.
6: A hydrogen-powered car. Wow. Yes, that started as a car. It's going to end up being a truck. Um, and we've gotten a lot of interest from fleets, completely unsolicited who saw that we were racing a fuel cell electric vehicle in the Baja and asked us, could we build a fuel cell electric pickup truck? And uh, I thought it was a little strange. They were reaching out to a small manufacturer and we started talking why. And they see the need for, uh, many fleets I'm talking to see the need for a zero emissions vehicle, but for their fleet use, they know it can't be a battery electric vehicle. Um, Either the recharging time is too long they have to be ready 24-7 if there's a power outage. Um, they can't have people on the clock waiting for the vehicles to charge, and they don't want the reduction in cargo capacity and towing capacity that comes with the weight of the batteries.
5: Wow.
1: Jesse, I had read that um, hydrogen fuel cell EVs, so they can, because you've got your, your you're generating your your power, from the hydrogen, yeah. you're creating your electricity, you know, with that. You can go like 800, 900 miles as opposed to an electric vehicle, which tends to be just, you know, at like that? 400 at the, at most. Is that correct?
6: Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the case where hydrogen makes more sense than batteries is case, use cases that are energy limited. So the, the current best battery technologies today, it's under 05 uh, megajoules per kilowatt of energy
0: density. Wow! Hey, listen, yeah. um, uh, we're gonna, uh, Larry Rumble, we're gonna let you go because I know you you you've been hanging on patiently. I appreciate it. And uh, hey, have you ever heard of Scuderia Cameron Glickenhaus?
7: Uh, no, I haven't.
0: All right. Well, they make amazing cars. Uh, it uh, sounds
7: yeah. like a law firm.
0: <laughs> in any event, it's a uh, it's a car company. So uh, uh, we'll we'll let you get back to what you were doing, Larry. And I appreciate you calling in.
7: Oh, okay, but just one comment on what they were just saying. Yeah. Uh, When you're talking about a Tesla and everything like that, what they're talking about is cars going a long distance. Yes. But if you have a car that you're just plugging in every night because you're running around town, it's a totally different
0: thing. It's a difference between urban driving and uh, and highway driving, and and right now, right. Uh, I think uh, internal combustion engines kind of have the edge on the highway driving. That's where they're most efficient. Would and you...
1: it's it's all about need, you yeah. know. And, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, and what Jesse's saying that you know, why would trucking companies be reaching out? But they're looking at this uh, technology that he's using and recognizing that hey, this really, we have this need to go these long distances. Wow. It's, it's not the everyday. Here's here's the way to get it done, but much easier, much better, and more efficient than an electric
0: vehicle. Wow! All right.
7: Well, yeah, your trade-off is that to charge up the electric vehicle on a long trip, it's 20 minutes. So you're giving it all up for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got to go. You're sold, Larry. Take care of yourself, uh, um, and we'll we'll talk to you soon, pal.
6: Okay, great. Right. Bye.
0: What do you think of that, Jesse?
6: So, so I'm not against battery electric vehicles, and, and Larry is absolutely right. For passenger vehicle size things that do trips in the range that a Tesla can do, a battery electric vehicle is sufficient, uh, as you said earlier. Sometimes with a gasoline powered car as a second family car for trucks, for things that need to carry a lot of weight, for things that need to be able to refuel more quickly. And while it may take 20, 30, 40 minutes to recharge a passenger car, it will take longer to recharge a pickup truck or a Class A truck or something like that. So the fleets who have the time value of needing to turn around and also have vehicles that are ready at any time, that's where the hydrogen uh, fuel cell is a need that's not filled by a battery electric vehicle,
0: and, and these presumably would be—they uh, would r- roll like a train on the on the interstates, right? They would probably from from uh, station to station. Am I correct? Is, is that how you how you would envision it?
6: So for the for the class A for the class a trucks, which we're not working on, there's a handful of, of gas stations, hydrogen filling stations could um, cover most of the transportation route. Uh, In terms of truck miles for fleets, they may have a central refilling model um, where they come back to a depot at night and fill. And as long as we can have enough range that they can drive and come back and refuel more quickly than with a battery electric car, they will be happy. Um, And finally, we're looking at infrastructure for hydrogen that's scalable because we can't spread the hydrogen Transportation until we spread the hydrogen refueling infrastructure. So wow. we're exploring swappable tanks, like a propane tank, so the refueling could be done anywhere. And we're also exploring cryogenic hydrogen, very very cold, that can be refueled much more quickly than the compressed hydrogen that's being used in California.
0: And and this is real. I mean, you, you, we're not you're not you're not reading from a science fiction novel here. This is real, huh?
6: No, we're this is we're absolutely. At the absolute bleeding edge of what's possible, we're working with a company called First Mode. They're an aerospace engineer firm. They're building a 300 metric ton, 2 megawatt earth mover truck that's hydrogen fuel cell powered. And we're working with some of the um, largest hydrogen producing companies in the world to get a source of hydrogen. We're looking at. We're working with some of the top tank manufacturers in the world. Because almost no other companies are looking at cryogenic hydrogen for transportation. They will when they start to study the energy density in the refueling. Um,
1: Toyota's put a lot of money into hydrogen. Uh, they have the Mirai. And mm-hmm. um, what I, have I, you know, was looking at that a, a little bit at what um what I noticed is I guess right now the hydrogen fuel is is not that inexpensive I think it's sixteen dollars a gallon, um, but to- Toyota is giving it away temp- you know for the time being mm-hmm. that uh, you know that's a an incentive for people to to consider hydrogen. Um, But if you were to fill up, that's like $600 a tank. (laughs) However, you know, however, a tank is, is, would, will take you 900 miles. So, um, again, you know, there, there are some incentives that uh, car makers, you know, have created to get people to try the technology, recognize that it fills a great niche if you do a lot of long distance driving. And, um, you know, if you're not paying for your fuel, uh, by way of hydrogen, then this is a, a great
6: alternative.
0: and so so uh, with that kind of mileage, a tank of <laughs> hydrogen is worth uh, two and a half or three tanks of uh, gasoline.
6: Yeah. and that's yeah. that's one of the crucial things, which is that you, you correct that a kilogram of hydrogen is the equivalent energy equivalent of a gallon of gasoline. But the advantage of hydrogen through a fuel cell is that a hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicle, is twice as efficient on average as a gasoline-powered internal combustion engine. So one kilogram of hydrogen will take you twice as far as one gallon of gasoline in an equivalent-sized vehicle. All
0: right. Before we go, uh, let you go, Jesse. We're going. To, I want to ask you about the uh, the 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 cool cars that you guys make.
1: <laughs> Maybe and and Lou and I are not um, you know the most well-versed on on cars, but Scuderia that. That you've partnered with uh, the guy behind was it Ferrari
6: or uh, uh, the 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 person who yeah so the person who made the, the one-off Ferrari with Pininfarina uh, Ferrari P45 by Pina Farina, is sort of how we got started um, and we transform endurance race cars into daily drivers so we're racing the 24 Hours of Le Mans against Toyota again this year and next year also against Ferrari. We raced the the Baja 1000 against the brand-new Ford Bronco race truck the last two years. Uh, we raced the 24-hours in Nürburgring against Toyota and Porsche and Mercedes. And then we transformed those into fully U.S. legal,
0: road-legal
6: uh, daily drivers. Wow.
0: And, and, and um, what's what's the sticker price on one of those, uh, Jesse? Uh, the, the, the vehicle that raced the Baja is a
6: three hundred thousand dollar vehicle
0: there you okay. go all right so we're gonna we're gonna leave you with a song that um, that uh, probably none of us will ever sing uh, Lisa Muskowski, we're driving one of your cars
6: <laughs> there we go take care buddy thank you
0: If it concerns the Hudson Valley, it concerns us. AM 1700 WRCR and WRCR.com.
3: Weather. For today, cloudy then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 55 degrees. Now, it'll be gusty with gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. For tonight, a 40% chance of snow after 1 a.m., otherwise increasing clouds with a low around 25. For Sunday, a 40% chance of snow mainly before 1 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 32. For Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 25. For Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 34 degrees. And for Wednesday, partly sunny, with a high near forty-three degrees. That's the weather forecast. For WRCR, I'm Kevin Thomas.
4: Up to the minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at WRCR.com.
1: And the current temperature is fifty-six. We're stopping to be
0: Welcome back. Tough times with Lou Young. We're here with Catherine Parker, uh, Westchester County legislator and um, environmentalist. We uh, just said goodbye to uh, Jesse Glickenhaus, uh, who is a um, scientist. Isn't he great? I, unbelievable! I mean, uh, a scientist. He designs cars. They, he has a hydrogen car uh, running in the Baja 1000. Um, he knows all about electric cars, all that stuff, and. Um, and Larry Rumble called in from, <laughs> from Switzerland to tell us how much he loves his Tesla. Uh, in any event, so, uh, and now we have standing by uh, Siddiqui uh, St. George, a world traveler and uh, observer of the human condition, who comes by once in a while. He's kind of a, I guess, I get gloomy, Catherine. I get gloomy. <laughs> and, and Siddiqui is, uh, and, and, uh, and Kevin uh, are, are, you know, my, my my palate cleansers, they, they, help, help me, uh, they help me. So Siddiqui's got some thoughts. Sadiqi, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you all doing? All right, where are, you, where are you today? I'm calling in from my lovely home of Harlem, New York. There you go. All right, well, tell us what, what's on your mind. You, 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 you've been watching uh, the Olympics? Recently, yeah. So I've seen with how everything's been. It's always been a lot of doom and gloom with the environment. So I
2: figured that with what's been going on in the world that the olympics in beijing right now have been going on um
5: looks
2: beautiful looks beautiful over there and recently um sean white completed his final run in the olympics since 2008 he's won gold medal every winter olympics except for his final run, which ended on Thursday, which he came in fourth.
0: So, should we be sad about that, or happy that he had a good run? I think that we should be.
2: I think we should be happy.
0: Um, Sean, White, Sean White grew up um,
2: through hard times. Um, he was born with a heart defect, a similar heart and breathing defect to me, because me and him were both born of similar defects. So we're in and out of the hospital um for years oh so and, um, yeah mm-hmm. and he's pursued his career pursued his dreams and he kept going um he took up snowboarding at age six and since then he's just been making a name for himself and i think it's an end to a
0: storied career excellent I, you know and i remember when snowboards were like uh you know New, the, the
1: newfangled sport. newfangled thing, <laughs> where they were like
0: skateboarders, and you know maybe you didn't, you know you didn't, tra- you didn't want them on the ski slopes. You know they remember, remember there was like yeah. you no know, snowboarding allowed kind of thing. Yeah. I
1: I watched a lot of the the snowboarding for the Olympics, and I was amazed. You know that sport in a very short amount of time, they just keep. Um, you know, once one person can do the next trick, yep. then everybody just keeps working it, working it, working it until they all get it. And it's it's really amazing how that sport has developed over as you as you said, Siddiqui, It's not been very long. I mean, it really, you know, Sean White came on the scene only you know fif- less than fifteen years ago.
0: So what's your uh, what's your bottom line on that, Siddiqui?
2: My bottom line on it is that regardless of where things may be in life wherever we may be going it's all about the journey
0: there you that's go sadiki saint george that. that's so great all right calling in calling in from harlem thank you buddy thank you guys all right kevin yes all right do we do we have time for 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 one of your your bedtime stories <laughs> or should we do it after uh, the reverend
3: yeah i'll i'll make it quick. okay uh, so, uh, electric vehicle market. We we we've been talking about that today. A hundred and thirty thousand cars sold globally each week, roughly the equivalent to sales of the entire year of twenty twelve. So, the, we're we're definitely seeing uh, uh, improvement. Uh, in that uh, let's see the yeah. International Energy Agency said that uh, the growth has been particularly impressive uh, the number has tripled from two, 201 uh, to uh, sorry uh, t- 2012 when uh, there was 2.2 2 million electric cars sold across the world uh, more than half of all electric cars being sold in China 3.4 million uh Let's see. The U.S. electric car sales more than doubled in 2021. More than 500,000 new EVs hit the highways, accounting for 4.5 percent of the market. Uh, you know, I never go out
0: anymore and fail to see an electric car. Mm. I mean, if you if you if you look yeah. around, and, and there was one time I was at an intersection, and there's four or five of them, and I'm like, "Oh, my lord!" You know, yeah. and and, uh, and sometimes you don't. You know, you're not even registering anymore that they're there. Uh, It's becoming uh, they're becoming normalized.
1: Absolutely, and the Hudson Valley has been a leader in New York State as far as uh,
0: the number of EV owners. So, uh, what's going to happen to the last guy who's got a uh, got an internal combustion car? What's he going to do?
1: Why don't you tell us, Lou? That's Uh. probably you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
0: be the We'll we'll work for gas. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's uh,
3: that. That's it. That, that's that's good news. That's the good. That is the good. I, I mean, look, uh, look uh, we were talking about Norway earlier. Seventy-two percent of new cars sold are electric. Uh, Sweden, forty-five percent. Netherlands, thirty uh, percent. UK Iceland, and France, right? fifteen. Yeah, it, 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 it's uh, so it's it's happening, slowly but surely. Iceland. Well,
0: Iceland's a whole, another whole thing. You know, I love Iceland. Yes. So um, it's. Uh, that's a, uh, that's a great place. In any event, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna take another break in a minute here, right? Because we want to come back at the top of the hour. Coming up, we got Reverend Billy and the Church of Stop Shopping. Um, this is, folks, this is an experience you don't want to miss. Uh, you <laughs> you want you want to you want to experience this. You want to close your eyes and, and drink it in. Although not if you're driving, please. And <laughs> um, and we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, that's uh, this is WRCR and this is Tough Times with Lou Young. A.M. 1700 W.R.C.R. Haverstraw.
3: Weather. For today, cloudy then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 55 degrees. Now, it'll be gusty with gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. For tonight, a 40% chance of snow after 1 a.m., Otherwise, increasing clouds with a low around 25. For Sunday, a 40% chance of snow, mainly before 1 p.m., otherwise, mostly cloudy with a high near 32. For Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 25. For Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 34 degrees. And for Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 43 degrees. That's the weather forecast. For WRCR, I'm Kevin Thomas.
4: Up-to-the-minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night when you want the weather, check our website at wrcr.com.
1: And the current temperature is 56.
0: Radio unscripted. AM
6: 1700 WRCR and wrcr.com.
0: Welcome back to Tough Times with Lou Young. I'm here with Catherine Parker, uh, environmentalist and Westchester County legislator, and of course, Kevin Thomas. And we've had a a wonderful hour with uh, uh, Jesse Glickenhaus and uh, Lawrence Rumble phoning in and uh, uh, messages from uh, various and sundry people. Um, Sadiqi St. George was just here. Uh, Now, now it's time to go to church.
5: Okay. Okay. This is the Earth Church.
0: This is. Uh, are you ready? Are you <laughs> ready, ready for this? Yeah. This is uh, Reverend Billy, and the uh, the Church of Stop Shopping, the Stop Shopping Choir, and the Fire Eagles of Justice Jazz Combo, and uh, the thoughtful um, worship of our planet and uh, the uh, the ability to smile at the approaching apocalypse, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Reverend Billy, United States of Sixth Extinction. And I have to roll that though. I I do this every week. <laughs> Hang on a second. Where? Oh, oh I'm Lord. at the pew. You're at do the I, pew. Yeah, are, are, you, already, are you there? Are you there? I
1: genuflected. I'm already. The
0: service is about to begin. The service is about to begin. Let me uh, episode. Okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs>
8: And welcome, I'm Reverend Billy here at Earth Riot Radio. Come on in, we got some empty chairs right over here in the Earth Church. The temperature you'll find is, is, is just about, well it's comfortable, the wind outside on your way here you might have noticed it's a breeze, moderate, green lawns and moderate weather. You know I'll stand out in front here on our intersection and the pavement will extend smoothly from my feet out to the horizon. This is the background of our life. It's immovable. In fact, I never have to think about it. I never think about it because I don't have to. This background, it's always there. And whatever superstorm, whatever wildfire, or whatever disease, virus starvation, if you bombard me with surprises, I have this strong, silent background that I can always return to. The flat streets, the flat buildings, a car here and there, the green lawns, the shade will be slowly moving as the earth and the sun turn. You'll find me still standing here on my stretch of pavement. It stretches out from me to the horizon, like a runway in all directions. (laughs)
9: is here. We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. Oh, our hearts are beating. Now Extinction is here. We but better say I love you before I, we disappear. Extinction number six. One, earth two, earth three, earth four, five. No, Do something earth to earth. remember. By. Someone does survive. Extinction, extinction. My God, what a it's everywhere it's nowhere it flies like a bird let go of the myth extinction will surprise now we can really love death makes
4: the sun rise death makes the sun rise
9: death makes the sun rise Makes the sun rise, death makes the sun rise, death makes the sun rise, death makes the sun rise, death. Makes the, death makes the sun rise 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 extinction death is real sunrise. extinction is here we better say i love you rise. before death we disappear rise. extinction number six. six one death two three four five rise. do something, something to remember if rise. someone does survive rise. death the Death oh, makes, the Death makes the sun, oh, makes the I know. I, I, the Death on the, the living sunrise. earth, Death there, there the is no good sunrise. Death, sunrise. Death Death sunrise. Death makes the
8: sunrise. And I hope you're all feeling really solid out there. Standing on the smooth pavement with the very comfortable, moderate breeze in your hair. It is that solidity, that powerful, you can't touch this feeling that we share, that makes it possible for us to believe that each of the natural disasters that has rolled over us in the last few years is a standalone event. The tornadoes that hit Kentucky like bombs a few weeks ago have no connection to the fires in Colorado, have no connection to the floods in Hawaii, and on and on. Each disaster is in its own package on the shelf with its own label. That's what we do in consumer society, amen. Despite the fact that disasters have quadrupled in number and in great increases in the amount of energy that are released by these storms, by these floods, we still think they don't come from a single source. Well, that's impossible. I mean, don't let common sense whisper in your ear because, (laughs) yes, of course, there's a single source. We have many different professionals, and we have professionals for, we have a different professional for each one of those disasters, and we have a different government agency for each each of those disasters. But we can't keep them separate anymore, and we cannot continue to enforce this self censorship where we're unwilling and unable, (laughs) apparently, to identify a common source for this many faceted apocalypse that is coming down upon us. Let's stop that big lie. I know we've been living this big lie a long time. And if we were to turn and say, oh right, the earth is conscious, the earth is doing what it has done before, which is to make sure that life continues, and we call this an extinction, but actually it's life continuing to be alive. If we did that, we would be breaking the big, big lie that we've been living with for centuries. When the first uh, European Americans stepped on the shores here, in in this benighted continent of ours, and turned to the natives that got here before they did and said, I want to save you, but then slaughtered them. Well. That's an indication of the lie, and when they started, when they looked at this beautiful place that they felt that they could have, and they—I should say—we, I'm a part of this—decided to to embark upon a several centuries project of converting nature into wealth. That's chosen peopleism. That's what that is. I can do this. I'm chosen. And they had Bibles under their arms the whole time. Even if they had a gun in the hand, they had a Bible under their arm. Listen, that big lie needs to end now because the earth is calling out to us. And we at least should, turning away from that lie, we should at least say, OK, you are conscious. You're a living thing. You've done this before. You're doing it again. You're, you're insisting that life continue. Despite what we have done to life, you are insisting that it continue. And we might be now in danger. We might be in danger, but we want to witness it. We want to be alive as this goes forward. As the sixth extinction goes forward, we want to to be here living with the living earth. That's a choice we should make right now. Will you make this with me? Let's do it that way. It's going to be weird. But it's going to be real. Somebody give me an earth,
4: hallelujah. A lot of this greed and money-soaked corruption has to do with how we view money, what it means to us, how we use it, how we look at the wealthy and their lifestyles, and the endless race to acquire stuff and things. Consumerism is capitalism's drug dealer. It's the enabling fuel that pushes this runaway train ever faster and forward over human rights, justice, trees, and babies. As a culture, we take in over 3,000 ads a day, whether we want to or not. Your mind is constantly being raped by the incessantly annoying voice to keep shopping, keep buying. This is not an easy force to fight or win against. It's an insidious addiction that most of us don't even realize that we have. So, what better way to deal with it than inviting a reverend and his choir to exercise those demons? As an atheist, that may be the only time you will ever hear me say that. But Reverend Billy and the Stop Shopping Choir are anything but your typical Sunday fare. They are a group of creative activists led by Reverend Billy and directed by Savitri D. And what began as anti-consumerism expression grew into what is now a 13-year-long mission to not only battle consumerism, but to battle the capitalist cronyism it fuels, the injustices to both people and planet, from Black Lives Matter to the environment. Last week, I sat down and spoke with the director and co-founder Savitri D. to discuss this interconnectedness of ideas, the rush of protest, the war on dissent, and how you can join the chorus of activists. Take a look. Consumerism,
10: in its most basic sense is a a scale problem, right? It's like the earth can't handle it at the scale that we expect it to exist at. Um, And and consumerism is supported by an extractive industries like Gas and oil. Period. It's really a basic connection there, um, on every level. And um, but there are, I think, more uh, nuanced, maybe more complex ways of looking at it in terms of the globalized economy, in terms of neoliberalism, in terms of um, sort of larger power structures shifting around to control capital and land use. Um, And that includes uh, the human capital, right? So those things are are easy on a very uh, sort of technical economic level to see as connected. And and then on a very basic level that, uh, you know, if if you're out shopping all day, you're uh, using a lot of gas or there's a lot of packaging or that thing came across the world on a tanker. So you you can see the, um, the, the interconnectedness of it in, in two very
4: different places. That action at uh, Grand Central Station is why Billy is facing a year in jail. And I'm curious, why is that one in particular turning into a potential year in jail? This is not the first time that Billy's faced like
10: actual jail time in New York City. The last arrest, they, they overcharged him with uh, reckless endangerment and riot and menace. Um, that also carried a, a year-long possible sentence. Um, in the last couple of years, this has been sort of the, the, the how the police have dealt with Reverend Billy, and I would say other um, sort of high-level protest arrests. You know, um, they there's uh, a half-year jail time, and but in the end, you know, it it. It seems impossible that he would get that. Um, It's just basic harassment. It's just a basic way to chill dissent in New York City, to pick off people and keep them off the street. Um, The reason there's a year-long charge right now is because Billy rejected uh, their um, offer of an ACD, which is the adjournment with contemplation of dismissal, which is what protesters get all over You know, it just say like, okay, stay off the street for six months, and you can just walk away from this. So, activists are supposed to admit guilt and say, okay, I did that, and I won't do it again for six months, and then they get to walk away. But there was no guilt. He wasn't breaking the law. You know, and, and it's highly problematic, and, but the thing is, when you're in jail, and you get, I've been offered an ACD just like that, it, it sounds really good. It's
4: like, yes, get out of here, <laughs> even when you've just been in there a few hours. How, has, uh, how have these arrests and how the, the justice system or the injustice system, how they've dealt with it, how has that uh, inspired actions after the fact? Well, I
10: think in New York, it's always like a very limited group of people who are willing to risk arrest. Um, the NYPD are really atrocious. And the legal system here is, is—we um, know, we call it death by a thousand cuts. You know, they just it, they'll just drag it out as long as they can. And you have to miss work and you have to show up at this date. And after Occupy, there was a big influx of people um, who were willing to take those risks. And I, I think we still have a lot of those people in New York City. Thank God. Um, not God. But be, thankfully, we have um a lot of those people
4: remained here, and a, a lot more people are willing to take that risk now. So the, the concept of invading public space, uh, like Grand Central Station, for example, is one of your platforms. Um, explain, talk a little bit about like, the various platforms, because I know you, do, you direct the stage shows as well. Um, how, are the, how are these platforms and mediums different, and do, does your messaging change between them? yes we
10: do work in several different modes and i would say um they are quite different how you operate on a stage inside that uh you know very um controlled atmosphere uh, with an audience with people who are essentially passive who have chosen and elected to be there themselves very different than how you operate um in public space in contested space um in retail space the charge we call it a, a kind of charge space that exists when you're in contested areas like grand central or um you know, a mall, or even a parking lot in some places, um, because it, it tells you something about normal everyday life, too. It, it tells you how constrained we all are. It te- teaches you about your own consumerism when you're in those spaces.
4: And it can be so much more impactful because people aren't expecting you to start performing, so to speak. They're not passively agreeing to be there for a performance. Yeah, I think in a consumer environment, in a consumerized
10: environment, you know, anything you can do that, that gives traction. It's such a slippery kind of slick surface and everything just kind of floats by and that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to make you feel really comfortable. You could do anything like the door's going to open and then suddenly I'll have a latte in my hand and I don't <laughs> know how I got in here. I didn't even want coffee. And uh, so to find any traction with that is um, is really difficult. Part of it's about the language, you know, changing your language, like being broader in your language when you're in public space um, you know being clear about what you're trying to say um, being willing to, to to be really really embarrassed um, to have people really angry at you um, and even you know physically aggressive towards you um, you know there's nothing like brand loyalty to incite violence in people
4: strangely enough when you do these actions out in public in these contested spaces, Music or poetry or street theater, um, how do you see people start to almost like you can actually see their paradigms shifting and and wanting to join in or actually joining in? Does that do you see that a lot? I wouldn't say a lot, but yeah,
10: definitely because I think people are relieved. I think people are so glad to be shaken out of this kind of hypnotic, consumerized state. I mean, it's. It's just so boring. It's such a boring life. I don't think consumerism is a very satisfying way to live, ultimately, and and I think it just takes a lot to unlock it. It's, it's a lot of millions and millions of dollars went into each consumer to get them to be perfect consumers, you know, of marketing money and advertising money and, um, you know,
4: unlocking that t- is a lot of work. How do you tell people to, to take what they already do, take their passion, take their their skill set, and parallel that to, to activism and being socially and politically involved? I would say the very first thing to do is to just know that you
10: don't have to do it by yourself and that to find other people who want to do it too. And the minute you have a group of people who want to do that, who you can even just get along with a little bit, it all gets a lot easier because then you're sharing your skills, and they have skills you don't have. And you can make something together. I think it's very difficult to go at it alone. So my first impulse would be to say, go find some friends who wanna do it too and do it together. Find the people around you who are willing to be brave with you and, and, and talk about it in those terms. Talk about courage, talk about bravery. Look around you and see where can I be brave? What is the actual physical location where I can be courageous? And just find out what it feels like. What what does that mean to you? If you are out there and you're thinking like, I want to do something, you know, it might be closer in than you think it is. It might be right around you.
8: unprecedented disaster. Is that right? Is that all we hear in your screaming wind? Are you a menacing, unknowable, savage world? After the storm, we, the rogue species, we stand where we burned in the trees. And we listen to your silent spring. We put our ear to the ground and hear in the traumatized land a seed stirring sound, your scream is a talking softly breeze and we know that the climate tragedy it's an instruction to us a way forward for life we ask that you let us make a home again find a way to live after the storm we promise you we are transformed Thanks. So we come to the conclusion of this week's Earth Church. Thanks for being with us. Savitri D, thank you for that interview breaking down activism that deals with consumerism and consumption. And over the whole half hour, I hope that we had that feeling of, of trying to protect all of life. Because our consumption, our overconsumption, is simply dangerous. And yet it's so ordinary. Because we're hit with a half a trillion dollars worth of advertising every year. We really are trained to not notice the impact we're having on life. So this marks the work of the Church of Stop Shopping. We try to deal with this issue of consumption with our human humor with our music and of course we're always exploring multiple touch points with with racial justice with gender justice consumerism carried especially when it's carried to an extreme point is very sexist and racist and the consumption system the whole economy is well it just it just pressures and kills those of us who can't defend ourselves with the kinds of things you can get with money. And so coming to the end of my allotted 29 minutes, human rights and earth rights are essential for each other. That's what we believe. And they, they start from the same point of love. They're carried forward. That work is justice. That's the work of justice. As you move towards the hate and try to deal with it. Try to change people, the people around us. Amen. Everyone, have a healthy, good, wild week. Until we meet again, hopefully here in the Earth Church. This is Reverend Billy. Love, hallelujah.
0: Reverend Billy in the Church of Stop Shopping. And what do you think of that, Catherine Parker?
1: I think that there's a lot there that makes a, a, so much sense. I mean, I I agree. Consumerism is really taken us down a path where it's just so wasteful, and um, you know, our our resources are not infinite. You know, we have to we have to be mindful that uh, you know there's a lot of water that's expended when we create textiles. And uh, so, clothing now with fast mm-hmm, fashion. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's and in countries uh, in Southeast Asia where a lot of these factories mm-hmm. are, like Bangladesh. Um, it's the, when you see the pollution in yep. their uh, rivers, um, it's ridiculous to have a river that is pink because of the dye that is being used in the factories along the banks of that river. Is, is just terrible
0: Is Pink Pink River bad? I don't know <laughs> Of course it is, of course it is I'm trying to, trying to smile on my way to the apocalypse In any event, um, Catherine's going to stick around with us I'm going to take a quick break here uh, Right after we listen to a little uh, Melissa Etheridge I Need to Wake Up
5: Have I been sleeping I've been so still Afraid of crumbling have I been careless dismissing all the distant rumblings take me where I am supposed to be to comprehend the things that I can't see cause I need to move. as a child I danced like it was in 1999 My dreams were wild The promise of this new world
0: Back tough times with Lou Young before uh, the Stones here uh, brought us back in. That was Melissa Etheridge. I need to wake up. That's a that's kind of a that's a sad song, somber song, but uh, <laughs> but I think appropriately so. Uh, Catherine Parker's with us, and uh, who we got on the line there? Who's there?
11: Uh, hi, hi Lou and hi Catherine. It's Eileen Peterson. Hi I- Eileen. Hello Catherine and hey Lou. Um, my husband listens to you. I'm always so busy on, uh, well, you know, the story of my life. You know, we have seven children, five grandchildren, and we do uh, a lot of loving and living. and. Uh,
0: seven children, uh, my God. That's a, I know. God right? bless you.
11: Thank you. He has again and again and again. Eileen, where, where are you calling from? I'm actually with uh, the puppy. Right, One of my, my married uh, sons had got a dog. Next will be the baby, right? But um, I'm actually in Norwood, New Jersey, outside walking the puppy, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to call in because I told Jeff I would.
0: Oh, oh you, oh, you, 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 you uh, I know. you. You, so you, you, called in, uh, to, you called in to Jeff's show every morning here. Uh,
11: yeah, well, I only once a week, because I, I don't think that, you know. Oh, I see. handle me more than once a week. But, I just, you know, so many, so many years ago, I mean, I think it's like almost two decades. I called in when Steve Pashel uh, was running his morning show, yeah. and because we made it to Friday, okay? I did. I heard your song being played by the, the minister with a uh, hallelujah. Uh, you know, you oh, uh, earth, hallelujah. Yeah, that's, that's
0: Handel's Messiah. So, yes.
11: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, and and the conversation would go wherever God wanted us to go. And now that's been going on. The only time I don't call it a Friday is when it's letting.
0: Okay, well, uh, let me let, let me ask you this, Eileen. Uh, um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we this is a this is tough times. We try to smile, but right. uh, but it's a it's a serious topic: the uh, climate and and the possible end of all civilization. So, <laughs> what, yeah, do you, no, what do you what do yeah, no, you think of it?
11: No, No, I agree with you. But you know, you know what's so incredible? I I did the music at the Marion Shrine in Stony Point for the twelve o'clock mass today. And they announced tomorrow, the, they actually have uh, 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 a conversation with a, uh, he's a former educated teacher who had an accident, I, I don't know if it was diving, swimming, but he's paralyzed in a wheelchair. It's called keeping the faith through tough times. It's actually tomorrow, I know it's the Super Bowl, I know it's the Olympics, but it's actually tomorrow. Keeping the faith uh, uh, through
0: tough times. That's uh... Yeah,
11: keeping the faith through, I'm going to. I, I, um, I could forward this to Jeff, and then he could forward it to you. That would be uh, great. Work, that
0: would be great, mean That will
11: work. It's tomorrow two o'clock, and it's right there at the Marion Shrine in Stony Point. There's no fee; it doesn't cost you anything. This guy just wants to let you know that in you know this world that we live in, which is very scary for a lot of people, there is such a, a hope and faith. Because we are a community of love, well, that, you know, to that, be able to
1: put your faith in in a higher power yeah, when exactly. man, when mankind uh, sometimes seems to be making all the wrong turns and all the wrong yes. decisions, it is so healthy and important, I think, to be able to to have something that is um, above our humanity to say, you know, um, please, Lord, help us get through. Uh, and, and I think it, it does. Uh, for me personally, uh, at times, that is a, my faith is a huge part of um, how, how I manage getting through tough times.
11: Wow. Beautiful. Well, there's so many different organizations, whether it be an addictive, compulsive behavior, whatever. But whether it be the 10-step 10, 10 program through AA or whatever it may be, uh, they really will end with let go and let God. Wow,
0: you know? this, this this show is taking a turn here. <laughs> I want you to put your hands on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well,
11: that's what they, well, they do, you know, or whatever. Uh, whatever being okay it's, there's got to be something beyond us okay? oh so eileen I knew, gonna, be... I knew you were
0: going to i knew you were going to make me smile and i appreciate you calling in and uh, i'll let you get back to walking the uh, dog all right uh, oh
11: yeah i'm going to walk this puppy <laughs> little, little, this, this little puppy listen I'll, i'm not even to just so he can send it to you but it's tomorrow if you if you're around so I don't, you'll probably have super bowl playing what time it's, it's tomorrow early. tell us what
1: time tomorrow
0: what time tomorrow eileen it's,
11: in Lee Hall, which is right next to the Big Shrine Church, two o'clock.
0: in Stony Lee Point. Hall. In
11: Stony Point. You got it. Got okay? it. All right. Well. God bless you. God, God bless you. <laughs>
0: Earth, care. Bye bye
5: now.
11: Bye
0: bye now. Yeah. You know, it, it's a funny thing, Catherine. Um, uh, Reverend Bill, Bill Talon. Yeah. He, uh, you know, the Reverend Billy is a character. I hope everybody understands that he is a he is a, a, a performance artist, and he started this. Uh, uh, they started this back remember the uh the the, the after 911 when mm. we were told to go shopping <clears throat> to fight the terrorists
1: oh right 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 you know yeah. the greatest
0: generation had to storm the beaches <laughs> at normandy and we had to go to the mall and <laughs> run up the credit card so so they started that and and I, I thought it was an appropriate answer to like really what is that what we are we're just consumers we're yeah. we're worth more as consumers than we are as uh as um uh, people who produce things and have thoughts and express ourselves. So uh, uh, that's the reaction to that. But <clears throat> but as he went through the years, and there was a number of years where I didn't talk to him, uh, I, I I told him I said, Bill, you, you I think you're fine in religion here. He goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, <laughs> you know. But but he you know he. Go, go, gets up in the morning and goes out into the park and in 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 the prospect park and wakes up with the animals and the trees and sits quietly and you know I mean I mean you know and 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 tries to listen
1: <clears throat> he's finding God it God sounds is a lot abs-
0: like praying to me and I, I and, yeah uh, anyway yeah God's
1: uh, in nature uh, you
0: uh, know we, we, we're, we're bringing it, it, it's like a Sunday uh, Revival <laughs> show here so that's who knew? Uh, who you know,
1: knew when I t- crossed the, uh, who
0: the Mario M. Cuomo that.
1: Bridge that, that <laughs> I was going to be talking about Jesus on the other side?
0: Yeah, you go. Well, g- give us a call, guys. Eight four five four two nine seventeen hundred. Eileen called, and uh, and we're here. And uh, you know, I wanna I wanna play the song that that Catherine. Uh, Asked me to get. Take here. me
1: back to my college days. Okay, Luke. let me
0: see if I can <laughs> find it here. Um, uh, I said I always ask for um, people to to bring a song with them uh, that they that they uh, appreciate that has to do with the climate or the, the planet or the subject we're dealing with. And this one, because we were talking about cars today, um, I would. Uh, why don't you tell us what this song means to you while you look for it?
1: Sure. So. Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I mean that to me. That's that is absolutely quintessential mid '80s music. And and I did this really with the thought of you know we had Jesse Gluckenhouse join us today from SCG, and um, you know it's a great song, a little mellow, great song, uh, and and certainly something that uh, is is pretty powerful.
0: Yeah, you know I. It always made me a little sad. It is a little sad, It's, isn't a, it's, it? a, it's, a, it's a little yeah. sad. So, so, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll have to... Kevin will have to give us another story after this or something, right? And anyway, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car.
12: You gotta make a decision Leave tonight and live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights day out before Send so your arms filled nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged a house and live in the suburb Pays all our bills Instead stay out drinking would at the bar Some more your friends And you do your kids I'd always hope for better But maybe together You and me find you they got no plans that ain't going nowhere so Take your fast car And keep on driving Yeah, I'm the nice wrap around my shoulder and I, I Had a feeling that I belong, I, I Had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone You gotta fast car. Is it fast enough so you can fly away? You gotta make a decision. I do live and die this way.
0: Get in that fast car and hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Tracy Chapman from, uh, we think it's 1986. So we're here with Catherine Parker. Hey, Lou. Hi, right, there you go. And we have a, a, a caller with a question on the line. Uh, who, who's there? Hi, this is Michelle from Nanuet.
13: Hi, Michelle. Hi. So, Lou, I have a very stupid question. Actually, I'm taking a class in environmental
0: health. There are things. no stupid questions. Well, oh
13: yeah, they always tell you that. That's but the I,
0: only I, ones I, you don't ask are the stupid <laughs> questions. Yes.
13: Well, I don't know. As I'm taking a class in environmental health, learning about lead and gasoline, and it took a hundred years to take that out mm-hmm. uh, almost, but. I wanted to know what are the emissions from an electric car? Are there any? That's the stupid question. I no, want zero
0: emissions. Yeah, yeah. No zero no emissions, emissions at all.
1: Yeah. Zero and, emissions. And, yeah, zero emissions and even with the um the fuel cell EVs, those also um the you know the only thing that comes out of that tailpipe is is water vapor.
0: It's it's amazing.
1: I, this seems to be a no-brainer. This well, is just, I well, just
0: yeah well you know Michelle it's not I mean nothing is perfect so so no no so no. there are there are costs I mean these uh, these uh, batteries uh, consume lots of uh, very precious metals uh, in, in large volume. And uh, and some of the mining of those uh, of okay those, uh, yeah, things
13: those are all are very water yeah.
0: intensive. I mean it's not nothing's perfect, you know. So I appreciate the question. It, 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 you know, there are no stupid questions.
13: Yeah. Okay. And then one other thing, we always have to call it on this side of the bridge, and I think the same in Westchester. We like to call it the Tappan Zee. Crossing the Tappan Zee. <laughs> you all know right? what?
1: I do too. But I was I was trying to be respectful of the. The, well, the former
13: yeah. the yes. former governor well right. you know you know no. um, uh, look it was ex- it was a sh- it was a great show so don't um, just, thank I'm you. Just teasing yeah. you i'm just teasing you okay <laughs> thanks michelle right. i thanks. appreciate
0: thanks. it uh, Bye-bye. Uh, listen i wanted them to name the bridge after pete Seeger.
13: oh that would have been yes, right? I, yes would that I'm make sense with, yes i'm going Absolutely. with that because i don't care for now we if we have to take down signs and everything just leave it as oh, is i'm very it, yeah. yeah i'm I, I don't want to spend the to spend the money to change it back makes makes no sense. Mario but. wasn't
0: a bad guy, you know, he a bad guy. Well, yeah, no, he wasn't.
13: Yes, okay, okay. You're,
0: <laughs> you're right. Okay. all
13: right. Take, take care and have a nice nice weekend.
0: Michelle, Michelle from Nyack. Thank you so much. No, here, no,
13: Nanuet. Nanuet, Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm originally from Westchester, but now I make my home here. Okay, so it's good. Great, out of Nanuet. Well, all it's, right. it's
0: all one place. It's called Rochester. It's got a river running through it. <laughs> yes. All right, bye. <laughs> bye bye now. Uh, who's on the line
3: there? We have the good doctor, Doctor. Yes,
14: I don't oh, usually go by Courtney. that, but yes.
1: Oh, <laughs> excellent! I'm. You know who this
0: is. This is Doctor Courtney I do. Williams.
1: Yes. Um. I thank you for for calling in. So, uh, Courtney, tell us what um, is going on right now. Why why are why are we talking? What's What's up?
14: We are talking because of another planned gas transmission pipeline expansion into Westchester County. What? Come on. Yes.
1: We just were fighting the Algonquin uh, uh, expansion and now we've got another one that we have to worry about?
14: Yes, this is the Tennessee gas pipeline which is further down county comes across uh, kind of in the Hastings Ard- Ardsley area um, and this is to hook into more Con Ed, infrastructure Um, and kind of ironically you know yesterday they put out that press release saying they upped our rates by 300 percent because of the volatility of uh, natural gas costs and here they are investing more in natural gas more of this volatile resource instead of switching us to renewable energy which continues to be cheaper and cheaper and cheaper
0: So, this um, pipeline proposal would it cross the uh, river?
14: Yeah, so it goes underneath uh, the Hudson down there and comes ashore and then uh, right into Westchester and hooks into some of uh, one of Con Ed's other pipelines. And, you know, it's going to mean a lot of construction and a lot more pollution over on the um, Jersey side. And then it's going to mean more emissions and more pollution for those of us here in Westchester.
0: Um, Is this this fracked gas or is this um, uh, gas from some other place?
14: This is fracked gas. So this is coming from Pennsylvania and through New Jersey and into New York. So the vast majority of natural gas produced uh, in the Marcellus is fracked gas.
0: So. and marcella shale you're talking about is that, is yes. that uh, the process which is uh, you know it's a remarkable process but uh, um, uh, you know i don't i don't think
1: it's th- it's a troubling process it's to be, troubling to it, be honest you know it, it and we can get into this and i hope we do get into this um or at least you, you get an opportunity mm-hmm. to discuss this you're going to come on the show next week courtney I am. Yay. Oh
0: man, I'm. I'm. I'm really happy. Uh, we'll. We'll. We'll sit here and, and and bring your universe with you, and we'll talk about pipelines because uh, just last week we were we were talking about methane uh, mm-hmm. e- e- um, emissions and and one of the major uh, um, super emitter uh, sites for uh, methane are uh, are uh, pipelines, gas pipelines. Yep. Um, uh, yep. They they just leak. They leak and methane. Although it's not the by volume, it's not uh, as big as CO2. is 80 times more efficient at trapping heat than CO2. So if you can cut back a little methane, you're you're going a lot toward uh, um, slowing down the global warming, and uh, For sure. it's a big deal. So you know, yeah, the pipelines are are a terrible idea. It's like you know, we remember we had our you know, in New York we had our fracking ban. We had we do mm-hmm. we do we don't we don't frack. We just.
1: We just
0: frack our neighbor. We, yeah. Yeah, we just, yeah, we frack our neighbor. And, you know, and then have like, it
1: brought in, which is ridiculous. We
0: won't grow cocaine, but we'll use it, you know? I mean, uh, <laughs> right. so.
14: And that's the thing I think a lot of people don't realize is that a lot, so I'm a cancer researcher by training. And so I've read the literature and a lot of the health effects from air pollution that come from fracking, like living near a, a fracking well, are the same kinds of health effects that you get from living near the above-ground infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So the compressor stations, the metering and regulating stations, all of that. And so for Con Ed to be taking our exorbitant rates that we pay and investing it into this kind of thing that further harms our health, and, you know, it's it's we're, we passed the Climate Leadership Community Protection Act. Supposedly New York's getting off of this, all the fossil fuels, then why is Con Ed raising our rates and charging us exorbitant amounts to build more fossil fuel infrastructure right here in Westchester?
0: Well, maybe we can get them on and they can explain it to us. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll give that a try try in the week between uh – between now and next Saturday.
1: Although you know, there you're going to hear from them. I learned this when uh, they had a meeting with municipal officials when they were telling us about the moratorium. And I said, frankly, I think it's great that we're having a moratorium because um, you know, I I would like to know about the link between um, fracked gas and lung cancer. Um, you know, has mm-hmm. been going up. Johns Hopkins has done uh, some studying on mm-hmm. this. And their answer to me reminded me of the uh, tobacco industry. We're just the dis- distributor. We don't have anything to right. do with, you know, that's, that, we're not the, the gas yeah. company. We're just the distributor. So passing the buck. Yeah. But they market this
14: as clean burning. But, yes, if you look at EPA even have done studies, your gas stove makes your air quality. It's like you're breathing out of a tailpipe of a car. Um, So for them to keep expanding this, and yes, Kevin, I stood with you when they introduced that moratorium and threw everything into chaos, and then it was a big nothing, nothing happened, and now they're trying to expand more gas. It's like, you know, you introduce the moratorium, stick with it, invest in the renewables, invest in the heat pumps, the options are there, but they just want to keep the same old, same old, because... That's what earns their CEO the $15 million in annual compensation that he gets.
0: That's all and he makes? That's wow. why, oh. Yeah,
14: that's why our bill went up 300% oh. so that we can pay him uh, to build infrastructure that makes us sick and well, warms so, so, our planet. Some of my former colleagues
0: work over in that PR department. I'll We'll, we'll, uh, we'll reach out to them and uh, <laughs> slap them around a little. All right. So, Thanks, uh, Courtney.
1: Thanks for uh... – Thanks, Courtney.
0: Well, we will see you here next week. Dr. Yes. Courtney thank you Williams. so much
1: for the
14: opportunity.
0: Oh, oh, thank you for, for for agreeing. We're going to be all all about pipelines next week, and mm-hmm. um, and and why they they make people so upset. You know, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and not all pipelines are the same thing. It depends on what's going through the pipeline. You know, you have mm-hmm. to think about that. But uh, I remember uh, up in Weiweyanda, which is a funny. Uh, Weyweyanda is a is up in uh, I think it's in. Uh, Orange County. Orange County, yeah. Yeah. yes, they have the yeah. Millennium Pipeline. The Millennium Pipeline, and I remember seeing people laying down in front of bulldozers up there, and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing. You know, when I was working for uh, WCBS, and we covered uh, a demonstration there, and we covered it once, and then um, uh, corporate had uh, had us buried in uh, in, in lobbyists and uh, and apologists explaining why uh, why uh, it's not that bad.
14: Yeah, I mean, same story. We have a massive gas pipeline now under the Indian Point nuclear power plant.
0: Uh, Yep. And
14: all the nuclear waste there. And, you know, we had to... Like you, We had to flood Lowhuds phones and emails to get them to even cover it And the, nuca- the, the same nu- story.
0: The, the nuclear waste, uh, you only got to keep an eye on it for 10,000 years and then it's That's fine. right. 250,000.
14: <laughs> I 250,000 250, 250,
0: years. All right, all right. We, and, we, and what have we done for that long? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> yep. Listen, uh, we'll see you next week, Dr. Williams. Uh, we are Thanks wrapping so it up much, here. Dude. Thank you, Catherine Parker, for being here with us. Uh, thank you, Jesse Glickenhaus. Thank you, uh, Lawrence Rumble. Um, and thank you, everybody who called in. Uh, we had a great show. A great show. We will see you next week. Uh, this is uh, Tough Times with Lou Young. All right. Bye-bye.